Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. People. Well, now let's talk about a super angsty shithead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of it, HR issues. Yeah. Let's talk about. Speaking of angsty shitheads, hi, I'm Brian. Todd. Uh, this is the Adam. Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are starting our month of sci fi books. And uh, we were going to do this book because it was a Star Wars book. And I think Lena picked this out. This is all. Yeah, Lena. I, well, I just she saw gets it. full credit. This is, this is Lena's. <laughs> yes. Well, here's the whole thing. Just to be clear, this Kylo Ren book, um, I looked it uh, like I was looking up um, bullshit for like sci-fi, whatever. And in Amazon has this at a 4.7 out of five stars. <laughs> It's also not like it's hard. It's like expensive to buy. Which yeah, is a twenty dollar book in paperback. Oh damn! We didn't, Good reads, I didn't do that. Goodreads has it at three point nine. Well, in Comicsology, it's included in Unlimited. Yeah, that's oh. and that's how I read it. And that and let's be clear, Todd. That's why I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be fantastic, but I did not <laughs> think it was going to be this shitty because. Yeah. Holy crap. I, I'm looking at all these ratings and I'm like, okay, I mean, I think he's kind of an emo shithead, but like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they made him better. No, no. Well, yeah. something that is good is that our good oh. friend Brooks, uh, I got him as a gift to get him into other things, uh, Day Tripper, and he finished it last night and said it was absolutely fucking amazing. So, of course, we will still get really. him into other kinds of comics. <laughs> Okay. Just don't tell him who published it. Who published it? I forget. It's Vertigo, isn't it? It's DC. It's a DC book. Oh, yeah. either which way. He needs to... I, I got him crossed as He well, needs to so. branch out, but he, he, yeah. Get out okay. of his vertical. Anyway, well, okay. So uh, we have the whole crew with us. We have Todd. We have Adam. We have Lena. And I am Brian, the emo shithead, as previously discussed. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Our cocktail this week is called The Legend Continues. Uh, it involves two ounces of bourbon. I've never heard of this one. One ounce of Banal Hentian Kenya. I have no clue what that is. I just saw it in that recipe. Uh, three ounce of lime juice. Three ounce, oh, excuse me, three quarter ounce of lime juice. Three quarter ounce of simple syrup. Two dashes of orange bitters. And one ounce of club soda. You're going to add all ingredients, but the club soda to an ice-filled shaker. You shake the shit out of it, and you strain into an ice-filled highball glass. You add the soda and stir, and then you garnish with a mint spray. All right. Uh, I'm sure you can't hear it on the mic, but there is a toddler screaming bloody fucking murder upstairs. It's kind of making me laugh. Um, and. <laughs> oh, I see. So banal is a type of chartreuse, apparently. Oh, so you got to it before I did. I was pulling up your email, and I was going to look it all up. So it's green. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Green. I think it's like a dark color. In the pictures of, of cocktails, it's like a dark amber. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Either which way, it is it is what it is, and it's way more interesting than this book. So Yes. Okay, um, because I'm afraid of uh, it being stolen, I'm going to go first with my cocktail rule, and I am calling it the Elena rule. Every time you go, what the fuck is going on here? Take a drink. Uh, <laughs> and Lena, what is your cocktail, uh, or sorry, your drinking game rule? Find me, Joey. Define me. Uh, uh, every time <laughs> you see, and these are, I mean, I mean, very tiny, tiny sips. Uh, every time Kylo Ren is being the most atrocious little shit 
head, emo, teenager, full of teen angst, and just looking for someone to tell him where he belongs and whatever the fuck. Take a drink. Uh, again, small, small, very small sips. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Todd. Snowcast style. <laughs> when you go and you read the part where Snoke's in the weird, funky garden and you realize he has a fancy hat on. It's a jaunty cap. You need a <laughs> because Snoke has a fancy hat on. That is, um, jokingly, it, it's it's the cliche hat of every sound designer or audio guy. Has at least one, like, sort of newsboy-ish cap kind of like that. And I hate to admit it, but I think I have one, too. Um, I think Ellen's even made fun of me for it. But, uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game role? Mine is called De-Evolution. It's every time you see a picture of Kylo Ren and you wonder if he's actually a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah. So I think when I was so talking to small Todd about sips, it, because yeah. it's like every yeah. page. <laughs> yeah, but I think we were talking to Todd about it earlier this week. Yes. He was like, Adam Driver's not necessarily an unattractive man, but in comic book form, he gets to the fugly side fairly quickly. I mean, right. I mean, you know, what's attractive? It's like standard features exaggerated a little bit. And he, Adam Driver, it works for him and he works it well, but you watch this thing and it's like, oh, look, a block of wood is Kylo Ren. High block of wood. And it's pretty rough. Oh, hi, Ren. Oh, hi, Ren. <laughs> yes. And another drinking game is, that's a good death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, the whole Ren killing someone to get into the gang bullshit, I think completely... Like, this whole book, in my opinion, completely undercut Kylo Ren's character. When he was sure. like a psychopath who was trying to live up to what he believed his grandfather was all about, he was a much scarier motherfucker than a whiny little bitch who ends up trying to be part of a gang and kills some of his friends, not even totally on purpose some of the time. Like, and then like builds a fucking lightsaber. Like, I also like the idea, like, he has this like fucked up lightsaber. Like, I kind of like the idea of like, I always interpreted it as he was like into like Darth Vader's legacy. So he sort of like made this thing. And so that's why it was so jagged and kind of like crazy mm -hmm. was this idea that he sort of like fucking kind of put it together. And like, I don't know, it made him sort of, I guess, similar to what you would think of as like sort of like a, a crazed, um, like zealot of some kind, almost like crazed terrorist type. Like that was sort of like the, the thing, like that's what made him scary and made him interesting. And then this one, it's like, Oh look, I got like two lightsabers and I'm going to squeeze the, the, uh, the stones together to make them red. Cause I'm so fucking angry. Gonna make and, them bleed. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't know, man. Like, there was a lot so, about this book that, like, I think undercut the Kylo Ren character from the movie significantly. The whole thing about the the Kyber crystals becoming red—that was one thing that was in one of the Darth Vader prequel comics. I think Carrie Gillen wrote it as well. There's been like six okay. runs now, but yeah, the, the way they describe it is that um, the, the way a Sith makes their lightsaber, because kyber crystals do not come in red. They just they oh, come in green, blue, purple. Don't tell so marketing at Disneyland that. Well, wait, wait, wait. They don't talk. So the way that a Sith makes their lightsaber red is they, first of all, they don't really build their lightsaber. They have to, and they, they can do stuff with it, but they have to go kill, and they have to steal the lightsaber from a Jedi that they murder. And then they take the kyber crystal and they instill all of their hate and anguish and the dark side into it. And that's what turns it red. So that was something that they they developed back in Darth Vader. This is like three years ago. So, but however, the way that Darth Vader did it was fucking cool. Not like this angsty little bitch looks like a monkey. Yeah, I yes. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so I just sent you guys a text. Oh, I love it. It's supreme. Yes. Yes. That has the, with uh, Snoke, I laugh like hell. And then I'm going to send you one more because I am kind of dying on this one. Um, <laughs> Go on. It is some of the funniest shit I think I've ever seen. Hold on. I 
am like, I'm laughing like hell at this one. Hold on. I, and I accidentally sent the, that one to Sasquatch first, <laughs> but this one made me laugh quite a bit and it fits within our like Disney realm of everything as well. And uh, it is for those of you listening that can't see anything we're talking about. It is a uh, it is Adam Driver as Flynn Rider from Tangled yep. with all the different <laughs> versions that he's drawn in this book where it's like they just can't get my face right. Yeah. I kind of feel it's because God couldn't get his face right in real life. So he has Don't a tell very, that to John Oliver. Yeah. He has a very distinct I just remember the first time I saw him in girls and I was like, this is what everybody thinks it like they're trying to push him as being beautiful. I'm like, okay. I think he's a great actor. I don't oh, particularly is. think he's attractive. I uh, not definitely not my type. I think he's hilarious. Um, I want to bring up again Logan Lucky, a very underrated yes, movie. Yes, actually, yes, very good definitely. Movie. Yes. Yes, you brought that up. Well, and the other one that I really like that he plays, uh, he's like fucking amazing in is a movie. Well, there's two. One is This Is Where I Leave You with Jason mm-hmm. Bateman. Uh, he plays the youngest brother and uh, fucking, he's amazing. And then the other one is called What If that he did with Daniel Radcliffe. And there is, he plays. Daniel Ratcliffe's um, friend, roommate, something like that. Anyway, they're talking about relationships, and he and there's this whole scene about making nachos, and it's like the best thing mm-hmm. in existence. So I I like him as an actor. I don't particularly think he's a, a the, the best looking man in the world. Um, so I just thought it was funny that every time you saw his face in this book, it was like God. They just really can't like of all like this. The, but with that said, yes, but with that. <laughs> said when you look at Luke Luke also doesn't look like Luke no, so the enough. artist on this book just did not the, he can't do portraits at all I would not let this person tattoo me that's for that <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, with that, okay. So to kind of get into this, I know what you guys say about it undercutting Kylo Ren, but I also feel like he's definitely walking in grandpa's footsteps because the way that they portrayed Anakin in the prequels, uh, he's definitely a little bit of a bitch too. And don't get me wrong. And so is Luke. Well, yeah, I love Hayden Christensen. I think a lot of people talk shit on him, but I think he's wonderful. Um, I'm really excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm really happy that they brought Hayden back to play Vader. Like, I'm I'm excited for it. But with that said, he was an angsty motherfucker in episode two and three. I mean, his whole whole thing was, you know, no one believes in me. And I can't... Anyway, the only thing I did notice is that when Anakin was given the chance to say, okay, you can save Padme... But you, this is what you need to do. There was no question. And that scene in episode three where he kills all the younglings or whatever. And you see him with the hood up and his eyes are all fucked up. And I'm like, ooh, that's a good shot. I mean, the movie is whatever, but that, but there were, there were certain pieces of that movie that they, it looked really good. And you got to see the flip and how he was pulled over there. Kylo Ren was just kind of like, I don't know, just a little bitch. Like, and, and I felt that way throughout. It was also that in The Force Awakens. 
Well, and that's the whole thing is, but I feel like he was like that in all of it. I just don't, he's not an actual bad guy. He's a kid that's pissed off at his parents and thinks that he should be, you know, that he's better than everyone and he should get, you know, he should get all the kudos before everybody else. And just, but there's not anything particularly bad about him. There's nothing like he's just a shithead. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that killing his friends, he also, um, he said he killed Luke, which we know he didn't. He said that, you know, he's, he didn't really want to kill any of his friends, but he got to the point where it was like, well, it's either I kill him or we keep going through this bullshit. And I'll be honest, that girl was driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> not that I'd kill her, but like name her or, you know, probably <laughs> shut up in some way. But like, I just, they were just, it was like the fact that he like runs off and they're like, oh, we're going to run after him. And I'm like, okay, so how about, I don't know, check the temple, make sure Luke isn't like actually dead, see what happened. No, forget it. They just, the, it, the whole premise of this whole book was absolutely asinine. And then um, there is an episode. So Halloween last year, Lego did terrifying tales for Star Wars oh, yeah. Lego. Oh, that was and, fun. And it was fantastic. And if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it because it is, they did a really good job. It was funny Christmas as hell. The Christmas stuff was awesome too. The Christmas, all of them. They're, the the Lego stuff, I have to give it to them. They are hilarious. Yeah. So, um, which I was very appreciative of. I laugh like hell but uh but there was actually a story about kylo ren becoming like ben becoming kylo ren and everything and he meets the knights of ren and um i liked the leader because he was voiced by christian slater and i am um a massive christian slater fan i don't care what anyone says and i'm all five foot two of them i don't care i love him i've loved him (laughs) for so many years he can well first off, if I have to compare him versus other short king, uh Tom Cruise, I will pick Christian Slater every time. Anyway, uh that story was actually way better than this shit. And and even then they said that Kylo was like basically it was like a nickname for essentially a little bitch. And he like takes it over and makes it his own, and then he's badass. And it's like, okay, so at least that makes sense. This story was a piece of shit. But I'm reading through stuff on Goodreads, and everyone's like, oh my god, I can't wait for the next one. Oh my god, oh my god, this is great. And then they're talking about like Snoke and his supreme outfit, which did make me laugh. And um, and like so many people are like, I loved this. This was great. Blah blah blah. And it's like this was terrible he's an idiot he's an asshole there's like nothing redeeming about him after reading this but i also didn't like the new movies so that might have something to do with it as well well one thing i'm looking at right here just again going back to he's a whiny little bitch it's on page 91 at least on comicsology where he's gonna finally have the big showdown with like the the main ren dude and it just made me think of like emo goth than like Bane from Dark Knight Rises, where the red dude's like, You don't want to live in the shadow. He's like, True, I am the shadow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. Like, here's the thing is, I've never been a Kylo Ren fan just because he really is like that whiny little bitch. And as much as Luke was the same way and Anakin was, at least badass shit happened to them. Like, they did something. And the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, first of all, I don't really like the character. So you got to win me over. I, I already have that preconceived notion of like, I. it's not that I didn't want to read it because I did want to read it, but they had to prove something to me. And they didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It, it, one thing that kind of annoyed me because the whole Knights of Ren thing, they never, ever explained in the sequel trilogy like you see them at the end of the of rise of skywalker when they do the little battle and stuff uh but but they always seem like oh it's this mystical people and even in some like the star wars source books that came out for the uh for the, the sequel trilogy they, they talked briefly about them but it was never explained so when it's like oh these are the knights of red let's find out what they are and it's like oh they're just they're just mercenaries they don't, they don't have anything special it's like they're not even as cool as general grievous they just somehow have lightsabers and little use of the force it was like that's that was a letdown so i was like i don't care about these people these these are just dumbasses. I don't. Well, at least they don't it. have the smoker's cough that General Reeves had. Yeah, but at least he looked cool. Like his action figure is fun too. Uh, but see, even there, Todd, I don't give a fuck that it's called the Shadow. Like I didn't even remember that because that's how forgettable this book is. And it didn't help that it was about a character I really don't care about. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. Like he, he comes across like you said, Lana is a whiny little bitch. At least the other whiny little bitches did some stuff. At least Anakin Skywalker would turn did some fucked up shit that was like, oh, you are horrible. Uh, this dude just fought some mercenaries and then poured all of his teenage angst into a kyber crystal and turned it red. That's about the, the end of the story. Now I will say, I, I honestly, even though Snoke's a horrible person and he's a clone and all that shit, if we had, if you put on his little jaunty hat and went to like a red fair together, I'd be down with that. I would totally oh, yeah. go with Snoke and his jaunty little hat to a red fair. I think I think we'd have a nice time. Uh, oh my god! Uh, exactly. But aside from that, I I didn't hate it in the sense that I would say it's like an F or something like low score like that. But this is a book six months from now you're gonna be like, remember when you read Kylo Ren? I'm like, no, no, I did. No. Oh yeah. Okay, and then go on to, with life because there's much better things out there like watching paint dry. So. Uh, okay, before we get to Todd, uh, first off, I have to say, fuck you, Todd, because according to Wikipedia, Christian Slater is 5'9". <laughs> uh, and, uh, that's, uh, that's what my driver's license says I am. I don't know if that's true or not, so <laughs> fuck you. Uh, but Todd, what are your thoughts? By the way, just to just to also be clear, I didn't realize it at, until after, but I met Christian Slater. He was on a flight that I was coming back when I was coming back from California to New York. And he was on the plane with me and I boarded at the same time as like all the first class people. And I was trying, I was struggling to put my bag up above mm -hmm. and he stood up and he was like, do you need help? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Didn't even realize it. I was just like, no, I got it. And I like put it up there and then I go to sit down and he like, he's like, oh, okay. And didn't even realize it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. Why does that guy look so familiar? And then I look over and I'm like, holy fuck, it's Christian Slater. Christian Slater just offered to help me with my bag. Why the fuck didn't I say yes? <laughs> That's didn't he do the movie like Pump Up the Jam where he had that pirate radio station? Yep. Pump yep. up the volume. The volume. Oh, yeah. but, and but yes, the, it's he's also in Gleaning the Cube. I don't know. Gleaning the Cube. It was an early skateboarder movie. It's oh fucking terrible. And uh, the obvious cuts to the stunt skateboarders is amazing. No. He yes, pump up the volume, which I love and I own. Uh he also was in <laughs> Bed of Roses with Mary Stuart Matt. Masterson, which I also love, but I'm a girl, so of course I love it. Um, he's also the voice of, and I can't remember the character's name in Fern Gully. Oh, the main dude? No, okay. No, no, he was the friend. Pip, Pip. Pip. 
He was the also, redheaded uh, uh, fairy that was friends with Krista. He was also Will Scarlet in uh, uh, Robin, Robin Hood, Prince, Prince of, of Thieves. With the lovely little rhyme that I have forever stuck in my head. Of, oh my god, I know. I don't remember all of it now. Like, okay, so I guess I lied. I don't always have it stuck in my head. I do remember he had a funny rhyme when he knocked Robin Hood off of his horse and into the water and shit happened. Anyway, Todd, what are your thoughts about this book? So, a few thoughts. The um, So, while looking at this, and I've listened to a few other things, is since Disney's acquisition of Star Wars, the um, comics and stuff is seen as a bit of a change in general. So, prior to Disney's acquisition, um, the expanded universe, for the most part, all took place after Return of the Jedi, and there wasn't anything after. So all of the big events and the story was in the comics and the books. So they did small things, and they did big things, and that's just how everything moved forward and on. And bombastic things, they finally killed Chewie by having a moon land on top of them on a planet. Yes. I mean, bombastic. Mm -hmm. They built the Death Star nine more times. But (laughs) I'm just saying there wasn't all perfect and roses, but it had big things. Some of the bigger challenges with the Disney acquisition of Star Wars and in going, we've done the sequel trilogy, but we're going to go back again and fill in all of the holes is they, it can't be anything big. It's got to be all little things that will end up in the sequel trilogy timeline. So if you are going, it's like, oh, I know these characters. Let's go on more adventures of these characters. Now, it's not absolutely because Vader Down was great. I'm There is some good stuff. But when in doubt, more often than not, it's relegated to, oh, that sounds like a really good storyline. We're going to save that for where it matters. And otherwise, you can just do this little stuff over here in the comics. And that's what a lot of it feels like lately. So you've got Kylo Ren going. I mean, so this ends the Jedi Temple's on fire. He did or did not kill Luke. He didn't. Snoke goes, hey, I need you to uh, work on yourself because you're not ready yet. And maybe these group over here, you can prove yourself and you'll be better at it. Snoke needs you to self-actualize, bitch. Snoke he's like a fucked up, to... he's a fucked up <laughs> right? therapist. Yeah. What did I That's say? Right. Define me, Joey. Define me. He's Dawson. He's Dawson Leary. That's what this is. That's what's going on. And he says, fine, I'll go over there. And they're like, I need a good death. Well, what's a good death? They even have this little thing at the beginnings that killed my brother. That's not a good death. What's a good death? Well, you must kill me. By the end, it says, like, well, I guess that works. Oh, and now you are our leader. And you're like, this makes about as much sense as an I hate fairyland when Gertie becomes the queen. You're like, oh, this can't go well. And you just have a bunch of sycophants just following Kylo. It's like he's their leader for a bizarre reason, but he has none of the attributes of leadership. Besides, I'm not bad enough. I need to be more bad, Grandpa. How do I become more bad? Man. And- that sounded oddly kinky. Right? I need to be more bad, Grandpa. How do I become more bad? Here's here's the whole thing, This this book definitely falls into the same vein of the originals, where, yes, it's set in space, but this is a fucking soap opera. This is nothing more than General Hospital or One Life to Live or Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful or whatever the fuck else is out there. Passions, which was the only one I watched. Yes, that Um, one's amazing. Uh, which maybe it would be on par with passions, but it's basically a, it's because think about it. Luke falls sure. in love with Leia. Leia's his sister, which you don't find out until later on. It's like because they didn't decide guys. it yet. No, they didn't. Like it's a no, soap opera. Like but, oh, we just wrote it. Let's do it exactly. Do it. And so that's the whole thing is that everything that happens in this series, if anything, this does fit in the vein of soap opera. Like this is he's a whiny bitch, and you don't know really what's going on. And you don't really right. know what's going to happen because they haven't decided what's going to happen yet. <laughs> 
Right, and so they're doing fill-in stories that can't define anything. It's yeah. all stuck within everything else going on. And so it's stories that can add texture and world build that has no story consequence. There's those episodes of a TV series where they're trying to fill their quota and they have something big at the end of the season, but they have, you know, like episode 18 needs to be something. And so they just write some bullshit that's... Yeah, I have a 23 episode season, 10 matter. Yeah. And this is not one of those 10. There's like random bullshit, go! Yeah, this is the episode episode that has is completely disconnected so that you can pop it in anywhere in the season and it won't make any difference and yeah it's 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 some bullshit it's like when golden girls does their little flashback episodes oh yeah Yeah, that's where the we don't want to write any new content and we're behind we'll we'll do a flashback episode remember the time when episodes so what did you guys ever watch golden palace is that what it was called that was the sequel yeah that was yeah that was after after b arthur left yeah b arthur left the show and it was the three of them so they would leave the house and they go somewhere to the golden palace where they're was it like a retirement home i never saw it but no they okay so quick quick thing about the golden palace they (laughs) sophia blanche and rose right buy a hotel i think it's still in miami Mm -hmm. um maybe in boca i don't remember anyway and they buy a hotel, and it's all about the three of them running the hotel. And Dorothy, I think, came in like once or twice as like a guest star, like coming to visit or whatever. But Don Cheadle was in the show yep, too. He was. So yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, if you guys want to watch, obviously it's not as fantastic because there's no B. Arthur and Dorothy is my spirit animal, but um, it's still really great because Sophie is fantastic. Also, so, the, right. the house. Mm-hmm. That the uh, was the exterior for the Golden Girls uh, went on the market maybe a year or two ago for like four point five million. But the in- I mean, you, you you know the inside's a set, but you still kind of assume that's the inside because that's how your mind works. Dude, the inside is like this modern Art Deco crazy. Like I was like, oh my god, this place is like gorgeous. I want to live there, but also because it's the Golden Girl House. So I hear you. So you can go back to Rise of Color and this is what four issues. Yeah. What was actually accomplished here is. How does Ben Solo get hooked up with the Knights of Ren and get his name? And how do you get his lightsaber? So in four issues, it's how does he get involved with the Knights of Ren? He was told to as an assignment. And how do you get his lightsaber? He threw a fit. <laughs> and he smashed it together. I love it. He threw a fit. <laughs> That's <laughs> basically it. And like uh... So he threw a fit. He had an assignment to go to the Knights of Ren to teach him a few things. And he ended up being in charge of them. And I don't think that went quite how Stoke wanted it to go. No. And he got a saber. And that was the this book and the uh, it was the B team and for Charles Soule wrote this and he's written a bunch of stuff I really really like he's done some really good things this book felt like an assignment now assignments happen all the time but reading this is like all right I have to do this I have to Here do this go. so I can do what I actually want to do next yeah. maybe something else will come along but this felt like an assignment it did not feel like his heart was in it I hope yeah. he at least got a pool out of it or something no because it's comics and it pays crap <laughs> well and, <laughs> and here's Marvel. the thing Will Will Sliney, I think is how you say his name, is the uh, illustrator and... he does a lot of most of what he does is Star Wars shit, and uh, and then he did Spider Verse, uh, 
and Spider-Man mm-hmm. Volume Seven. But a lot of, but I'll be honest, I think he's shit. I'm so, like, I I'm not an artist <laughs> myself, uh, and but like, no one looked good in this. All of the facial faces aren't features, great. The facial features are horrible. The 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 way that he has lighting set up and and every it just doesn't look. Let's not good. blame the colorist on the on the artist. They are different people. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yes. Yes. A lot generally, of times, generally speaking, pencils yeah. and ink. I'm saying in this book, are they? Yes. Yes. Okay. The color artist is someone called Guru EFX. Okay. Well, that also didn't. So we, didn't yeah, we can critique the absolutely critique the lighting, but they are different individuals. Oh no, I see where it's to blame. We're looking at the, the credit page right now on Todd's screen. Here's where your problem is. Special thanks to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> well, I've never been a J.J. fan, so I thought that was a given. So the silliest line in this whole book was, I know my mask is really um, threatening and disappointing, so let's take it off so you and I can have a comfortable conversation because it's intimidating. I know. Oh, look at that. Okay, we've beat this thing up enough. Uh, Adam, what is your grade? Uh, it's a it's a C. I mean, like I said earlier, it's I'm not going to remember this in probably two weeks. I, it is what it is. It's about a character I didn't like, so I went in with a hurdle already to jump over. But and then you eh. tripped. <laughs> and I tripped and landed on my like on the side of my head, so I'm kind of dizzy, but I didn't break my nose, so it could have been worse. That's kind of how I feel. Th- that's this you book. Didn't Christopher Reeve, it, so you're yeah, all right. Exactly, the rise of Kylo Ren. It could have been worse. That's how I feel. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but um, Lana, what is your grade? D. I just don't think he's very good. He's a big whiny bitch. Okay, Mr. Todd. C minus. Okay, and I'm going to go with a D. Uh, I'm glad I didn't buy it and just read it essentially for free, even though I do yeah. pay for a subscription to Comixology. To Kindle Cloud Reader. Don't yeah. get me started. Comixology is dead. Long live Comixology. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next week we are getting into a little bit more spy- sci-fi with uh, The Seeds by Anne... Nascenti. Nascenti and David Aja. Um, and it is about... Alien fucking, basically. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it. And then there's people turning into honeycomb and then back again. And yeah, there's a there's a bit there. There, there there's layers. There is layers. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. sure. Yeah, that, go ahead and keep telling yourself yeah. that. Well, and as yeah. I said, in our, <laughs> as I said in our group text, I already had first dibs on the the first drinking game rule because I. It's not unique, but I also I like the name a lot. So okay, uh, and I have a decent named one as well, but we'll see what it is. So all right, uh, that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 I don't think no. I have anything to say after that. Like no, Mm-mm. no, not really. I'm just glad the book's over. Oh my god. Yes. I know.